Rhyme and Reason podcast. I'm Sadie Jones. And I'm Christina Dillsdale. And welcome to our newest episode. Yeah. This one's going to be about something costing an arm and a leg. I know we all know what it means, but many theories on where it came from. More than I was expecting. Origin story is really complex. <laughs> um, things keeping us busy. So podcast room update, there's not really one. Yeah, it's, it's trudging along slowly. We've been looking at furniture. We have been. We've been debating making furniture. Mm-hmm. I always, you know. I always want to make it and then get a little in over my head. Yeah. We can make it happen, though. But we've been busy doing other things. Like We went to Medieval Times the other day. That was really fun. That was a blast. Everyone should go if they haven't gone before. Mm-hmm. Our night <laughs> one, which was even better. We cheered. It was great. It was because we were there. Just like everything went perfectly. <laughs> it was specifically because of us. <laughs> yes. We are his good luck charms. It had nothing to do with the fact that his family was there to see mm-hmm. him perform. Not even a little bit. <laughs> um, so that's been fun. I'm going to be flying home soon yeah so i'm really excited about that soon in a few hours and yeah yeah <laughs> so that's exciting doing our normal stuff mm-hmm. yeah all right you guys we'll have more interesting updates in the future as we get going on bigger things in the podcast room and mm-hmm. all that other stuff but for now let's jump into the the phrase because that's what we're all here for anyways right yes, yes. All of us. <laughs> Every single one of us. Um, all right. So the meaning of to co- uh, something costing an arm and a leg or of that nature, uh, a rendition of that, because sometimes it changes with like, oh, that's going to be an arm and a leg, or you charged me an arm and a leg. But oh, yeah. That general phrase, which everyone gets the picture, it means it's going to be a ridiculous amount of money. There is an arm and a leg involved. An un- like an unnecessary cost to something. Um which is, is what it means now, but there are many theories as to where it came from, which I wasn't expecting to find quite so many. And one common tale is that portrait painters used to charge more for larger paintings and that a head and shoulders or bust painting uh, was the cheapest option because there were no limbs in it. Huh. <laughs> and followed uh, in price by one which included arms and then finally at the top of the list was, quote, legs and all portrait. So it'd be like the full body. Legs <laughs> and the all. Most expensive. <laughs> I want to start using that as a phrase. <laughs> Make sure you get legs and all. Legs and all. We're going there. Legs and all. <laughs> uh, people suggest that, uh, that this is why portraits have individuals sitting like in interesting positions mm. with like, only one arm showing or something of that, like why they're angled that way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for example, in George Washington's days, there were no cameras, clearly. So you either had to be sculpted or painted. And Washington has different paintings of him either standing behind a desk, so his legs are blocked, or you only see one arm, or it's just a bust, or you see all of him. So he has an array of it. Mm-hmm. But people believed that that was where it came from, was the added limbs, because it was more complicated or more detailed or what have you for mm-hmm. those types of paintings. However, prices charged by painters were not based on how many people were to be painted or by how many limbs. It was just because if it's a bigger painting or more detailed painting... It's going to cost more. Right. So this is more of a, yeah, that's where it came from. Maybe not. Not really. Um, because in reality, more people, bigger, heftier price tag. There was never a limb tally system to how much it would cost. They go by each person. Okay, Sadie, are you going to have limbs or no limbs? Okay, Christina, how about you? <laughs> how many limbs you want? <laughs> 
uh, yeah, that wasn't a thing, but lots of people like be like, oh, I know what that was from. It's because of this. And it's more of a tall tale and not, mm. not the real origin. Got it. Um, but the expression to cost an arm and a leg is a metaphor about precious body parts or something like you wouldn't want to give up. Yeah. <laughs> the similar line, I'd give my right arm, dates from the early 1600s. After the American Civil War, Congress enacted a special pension for soldiers who had lost both an arm and a leg Mm -hmm. in the war. And the phrase also began to pop up in newspaper archives around the turn of the century, like 1901, referring to accidents and war injuries. Mm -hmm. In 1949, it shows up in a more figurative sense, printed in the Long Beach Independent. Uh Aha! Yeah, our hometown. Long Beach! Uh, Reported, quote, Food editor Balula Carney, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, <laughs> has ideas for the homemaker who wants to say Merry Christmas and not have it cost an arm and a leg. Hmm. So, more of a, like a little quippy thing to have in an article. Sure. Another example, also in the Long Beach Independent, uh, this time from a comic in 1951, so a couple years later. And the narrator in the comic said, it cost them an arm and a leg to fix up a rumpus room for Junior. <laughs> uh, it's just another example of it in a more figurative sense. But, hmm. uh, it sounds like it's been used, though, again, similar to like what we did last week, where it's in the vernacular already. Mm-hmm. People already understand that phrase. Exactly. Everyone knows what it means, but they're not sure where it began. Mm-hmm. In all these examples, arm and leg are items that no one would consider selling other than at an enormous or outrageous price, or to illustrate how ridiculous a price would be because it would have to cost something that would be worth as much as ripping your arm off and right. giving it to someone. So exaggerated, very hyperbolic, not like, I'm actually going to give you my arm. The origins of this phrase, while I said aren't clearly pinned down or known, there are plenty of people that have plenty of ideas of where they think it came from. Mm-hmm. Outside of the painting tall tale that we talked about. So one more somber theory suggests that the phrase originated from the early 20th century, possibly during World War One, or I saw World War One and World War II. Mm-hmm. The idea being that, similar to the Civil War idea, that soldiers literally were losing arms and legs, right. and that was the cost of going to war. Um, because when you're on the front lines or in fire, that was going to happen. You were going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And it was a grim reality for people and that the many newspapers in America were printing uh, reports of servicemen who had lost limbs in war. And so people believe that that was one of the main origins of the phrase, but on the other hand, it could also be just when it became more in the public use Mm -hmm. and wasn't as used before, but now it became more widely known. Right, due to, like, casualties and increased injuries and things. And it being published frequently and talked about because it was happening across the country. Mm Mm-hmm. Another explanation is that it derived from two earlier phrases. The older iteration, I would give my arm for, like from the 1600s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the one, quote, even if it takes a leg, which was noted to be coined in the 19th century and both have meanings in relation to cost. Mm. An early example of this is written in a magazine. I get ready. It's a really long magazine title. I'm so excited. <laughs> the Ladies Magazine, or Entertaining Companion for the Fairer Sex, appropriately appropriated solely to their use and amusement. Who thought of this title? I don't. I don't have that. Did they get paid per letter? Maybe. I hope so. Because it takes up two lines <laughs> on my document. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? Like, hey, honey, can you pick me up a copy of? 
Blah 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 blah. I think that's why it says the ladies' magazine colon and then the, the like, whole line and a half title. of the rest of the title. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, it was published in 1790 in the ladies' magazine, and the quote reads. This is my sole desire, my only passion, and in order to gratify it, I would give my right arm and my entire fortune. I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah, but, holy crap, must be worth it. <laughs> but that expression, I would give my right arm, being noted and published in 1790, so hundreds of years before yeah. either of the world wars that could have come from. It could have been an evolution of the phrase over time. Mm-hmm. And then another example from an 1849 edition of Sharp's London Journal, quote, he felt as if he would gladly give his right arm to, uh, to be cut off if it would make him at once old enough to go and earn more money. So it doesn't have the arm and a leg instance, but as we'll get into here in a few minutes, there's another phrase focusing more on the leg. And so it could have been over time the two phrases merged mm. and evolved to be that cost an arm and a leg. Sort sure. Of thing. We started talking about arms. Then we moved to <laughs> then legs. Then we like, let's just talk about both of them now. Throw them in there together. <laughs> and so I dug a little deeper, and then I found a note on, what was the name of that website? It was like Reddit for, for English and literature enthusiasts. Word Wizard. Word Wizard. Word Wizard. There were so many threads of people going really in-depth about grammar and phrases and it was fun. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Oh, my goodness. So I found some info on Eric Partridge, a UK-slash-New Zealand-based lexicographer of the English language. I really hope I said that right. Um, focusing more on slang of huh. the English language. And he wrote a dictionary of slang and unconventional English, which had many volumes over the years. And he was really active in, like, the 50s to 60s of the 1900s. Okay. So pretty recent. Yeah. Much more modern or contemporary. Um, and he had a different opinion surrounding uh, the origin of uh, to cost an arm and a leg. Okay. Uh, he believed that the hyperbolic idiom, which is used in conjunction with verbs such as cost, charge, or pay, like we said before, um, and became more widely used around the 1930s, 1940s, mm-hmm. um, he thought it came from a 19th century American criminal slang phrase, it takes a leg. Um, uh-huh. That is, even at the cost of a leg. So not necessarily to describe the extreme cost, but the desperate determination or the, like, the lengths that someone would go to get something done. Dang. An example from 1872... In the Memoirs of the United States Secret Service by George Pickering, it says, quote, he goes straight to New York and will have the satisfaction out of these villains if it takes a leg or the last dollar he has in the whole world. Wow. Yeah, so. I like that the leg is up first and then the last dollar. Right, I mean, get rid of your body parts and then then any of the money that you have lying around. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're getting paid for getting rid of your leg, then that would make sense. (laughs) I hope you're getting paid a lot. You're not just willy-nilly <laughs> giving up legs. Here you go. Here, have uh, this one. <laughs> here, I don't need it very much. I only use it occasionally. Um, <laughs> just, you know, when I'm trying to just, get somewhere. Just, you know, when I walk. But So I found all those different things as far as the um, theory about it being from wartime, whether it coming from the 1600s after the Civil War, or um, World War II or World War I, where it became more prevalent in popular... Vernacular. Culture and vernacular. Um, I 
I think those are all true to mm-hmm. some degree, but they built on each other and evolved over time. Because the earliest example I have is the 1600s. It cost an of arm and a leg for the Civil War mm-hmm. um, veterans. And then the 1700s example of if it takes a leg or I'd give my right arm. Mm-hmm. So I think it was more of an evolution of the phrases, but I couldn't find anyone pinning down, this is the very first publication of that phrase. Sure. Um, but then even other cultures, not just... Uh, English and UK origin, but um, French, and they have a similar phrase. I'm not going to try to pronounce it because I'm very rusty on my French, but it translates to roughly, it costs the eyes from the head. Huh? And a similar phrase from Bulgaria, which translated it costs one's mother and father. So not a limb, but something precious or dear to to yourself. Not a body part, but a family member. An entire person. Right. And so the idea of this phrase goes across cultures and could be older than any of the examples that I was able to find. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately, we're all using it the same way. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Except for the American slang version, which I like how that one had a slightly different meaning. Like going at something really desperately and determinedly. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, learn some stuff on this one. That's really cool. Yeah. That's a really interesting phrase. So there we have it. That is to cost an arm and a leg. What things have you guys bought that cost you an arm and a leg? Or that you were willing to give up? What would you give up your arm and or leg for? Or both, if it's something different. I think, for me, it would be like, you have to give me your arm in order to save this person's life. I'd be like, okay... Like, all right. I don't know how that science works out, but here you go. That's how it works? Okay, I'll do it. I think it's also interesting that in, like, more uh, modern times, sort of, the phrase has kind of moved to, I'd give my right kidney. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, talking about, like, would you sell your kidney or so, um, based off stories of people who would go... Oh, like on the black market? Yeah, they would go to foreign countries and party with someone they don't know and wake up in a in bathtub like a surgical... with ice because their kidney had or so had been removed. Um, oh, my gosh. But people were selling also, yeah, you could, selling organs on the black market. I mean, I'd rather give someone a kidney than an arm. Yeah, I mean, you can live with just one kidney. Right, your body can function. But I, even my left arm, I'm right-handed. I would not want to lose my left arm. No. Can you imagine trying to do things with just, like, one arm? After growing up your whole life. I mean, you'd be relearning how to interact with your surroundings Mm -hmm. completely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was a big baby when I couldn't use my knee properly for a few weeks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That hurts, man. Tell us any stories you guys have as far as things costing a ridiculous amount of money or what you would give up a limb for. We want to know. Yeah. (laughs) Write into our email, rhymereasonpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Tell us all your crazy stories. Uh, speaking of, you can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, same place, Rhyme Reason Pod. And we both have our individual Instagram handles. I'm Sadie Liz Jones. And I'm Dills Mingo, D-I-L-S-M-I-N-G-O. There you go. All right, that wraps up what we got for you this week. But we'll have even more next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.